The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. One. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matt Johnson. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing well, my friend. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Do you like how I'm talking? I got a new microphone, just so the audience knows. And it's on one of these really sweet <laughs> uh, arms and stuff. So I feel like a, a professional. So I got to broadcast and talk and talk like a professional. You do on this you know, microphone. I think you yeah. once told me that you said, and this is you saying it, that you had the perfect face for podcasting. You said it, hundred uh, percent. Not I, not I, but I. This is in quotations. Uh, you gotta, you gotta sound like it. You're a pro. You're an absolute pro. Right. You're, you're a legend. Yeah. In my eyes, I'm all about. I'm all about how I sound. Uh, thankfully, because if I was about how I looked, I'd be worth nothing. <laughs> but as I, but how I sound, I'm worth at least a quarter or two. I feel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hope everybody out there, hope you've all got your bowl of cereal in front of you. Whatever your choice may be, Matt. What cereal is in front of you on a Saturday morning? Actually, could you repeat that? My headphones came out. <laughs> <laughs> man, I set that up so beautifully too. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> nope, nope. We're keeping it. Keep it in. We're doing this live. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so those that are listening, get your bowl of cereal ready for this Saturday morning. Matt, uh, when it's Saturday morning and you're about to watch some cartoons, what bowl of cereal is in front of you? Raisin Bran. Even as a kid? Okay, probably not. I was. It's that's that's just me today because I'm a grow. I'm a grown yeah, I, child. Right, let me, yeah. As a kid, let me rephrase. As, as a kid, <laughs> yes. As a kid, oh, it's got to be cinnamon toast crunch all day. Okay, all right. See, now we can. Now we have something to, we can relate. I was a cinnamon toast crunch kid and an apple jacks kid. Uh, those are my. Mm. Those are my. Uh, my two choices. Uh, and if I'm being honest, I eat those now. So. <laughs> I like the raisin uh, brand. I've grown up because it keeps me regular. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You don't want to be unleaded out there. It's not fun. Right. Yeah. No, uh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, today we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons. If you're uh, our age, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than Matt, but we both kind of grew up in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and from the 70s, I mean, we'll get into it, obviously, but from like pretty much from the 70s through the 90s. Uh, Saturday mornings cartoons were a staple, I would dare say, out of, for like, it's got to be a humongous percentage of children uh, would get up that early on a Saturday. You didn't have to go to school, uh, but you get up, get your bowl of cereal or whatever it was, whatever your snacks were, and park yourself in front of the television and get ready to watch some good old-fashioned cartoons. That was legit. I know we're going to get to our personal history in a moment. But that was like the highlight of the week. That was like, oh yeah, you know, Christmas is on Saturday, and you're just trying to get through, you know, through the week, or you just don't want to go. You want to leave work, like you have your regular eight hour job, and yeah. and this is what, like, getting out of work was your Saturday morning cartoons. That's that's exactly what it was comparatively. Man, I miss that feeling. Uh, miss that feeling. Oh, same, same. Well, before we get more into it, how about let's just go ahead and jump into our personal history.
with Saturday Morning Cartoons. Dooby-dooby-doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. to it i think that i dare say for every kid that i grew up with and knew uh saturday mornings were a day we all looked forward to during the week because that was the day in which i could get up and turn on the tv and watch everything from my beloved ninja turtles to my beloved x-men to my beloved spider-man all in one day while chowing down on some apple jacks yeah 100 percent, dude uh it was so – those were the days, right? Those are the days. I, the absolute best. Those are definitely – like, oh, you listed a bunch of, like, favorite shows of mine. Uh, there was so many uh, th- that I can name, that I can name. But, yeah, it was this – and we actually just had this conversation with our good friend uh, Andrew Lenz on the Let's Talk But No Politics OK podcast. Uh, it, it was this – it was like our time, right? Uh, throughout yeah. the whole week, it's your parents' TV. It's your parents' TV. Saturdays, Saturday mornings, more specifically, it's kid time. And it's kid time. And you're putting out whatever you want. And it was just like this special line. Because it was cool because it was dedicated towards kids. Uh, It was actually, that was legitimately like the equivalent of adult prime time, which was like 6, 7 o'clock at night on weekdays. Uh, This was prime time for children, all right? Yeah, they, they, they threw so much at you, whether it was, um, you know, your Pokemons, your Digimons, uh, Power Rangers, and not that that's a cartoon, but uh, it kind of just fits right in with everything. Uh, you know, and I used to watch a lot of the older ones, too, because my dad grew up on them, and that was an important, like, aspect of our relationship was yep. him, you know, me experiencing things he grew up with. Uh, you know, I love Droopy. <laughs> I love watching Droopy oh, man. and Wacky Droopy Racers. Is, uh, Droopy is amazing. Honestly, to this day, Droopy is still funny. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Hong Kong Fooey and, and, and you know the Looney Tunes and all those characters. I, I grew up watching char- you know shows from before my generation, which is really nice. Uh, not ha- as heavily into the 80s as I would have liked, but in the classical cartoon sense, um, I did watch a lot of those growing up. But yeah, uh, but yeah, nothing beats Saturday mornings. Uh, even like as I got older, I still yearned for it. Before cartoons got really, really weird, I'm not a huge <laughs> yes. fan. I'm not a huge like I'll I'll sit and watch like a cartoon superhero movie, like a DC or a Marvel one all day. But when it comes to like uh, kids' cartoons nowadays, man, drastically different. I I just oh yes. Maybe yes. I'm a Karen. Maybe I'm being a Karen, but I'm just like, how how do you how do you enjoy this? <laughs> there is no substance yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> I purposely uh, had on Cartoon Network this morning, Saturday morning, on Cartoon Network, and the shows that I saw were uh, Teen Titans, which is that sh- that they literally play a million times a day. Did you um, just swear? Did you swear? No. I sounded okay. like it, but it's because I got tongue-tied. So I was going to say, that was the first time I heard you swear, ever. Yeah. I know. I know it came awfully close. Uh, but, uh, hey, beep that out just in case if people think I did. I got you. So I, I say I'm cool. I want to I sound cool. You're a pro. You can't be swearing on, on air. That's right. That's right. We're doing it live. Um, 
Oh yeah, uh, so they had uh, Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Let me let me rephrase, Teen Titans Go. Oof. Uh, and uh, the other show that I saw, because they literally just played these back to back to back, was a show called Apple and Onion or something like that. It's literally about an apple and an onion, and that's the that's the cartoon. Are you serious? I am awfully serious here, and I will say Teen Titans Go. Uh, I think. I th- I think today, and I, this is me totally showing my old age now, but today, cartoons are too hyper for me. Does that make any sense? 100%. Uh, like they're, they're all over the place. They're wacky. And then they yeah. wonder why kids have ADHD, like on the reg. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> why kids... Yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if, if from a psychology perspective, yeah, it's kind of relatable. It kind of makes sense. You know, it's it just, there's no, like... Nothing linear. Nothing makes sense. Cartoon cart. Yeah, they're they're just too hyper. I think it, you said it, you honestly said it best. Uh, and why kids can't have like a normal line of thought, uh, all over the place. Try to have a conversation yeah, with yeah. one of these general ge- these Gen Z kids, and it's just like what? <laughs> what yeah. did you now, say? I will say there are there have been recent cartoons that I have liked. Like oh, I yeah. did, I did really like Adventure Time and a couple others yes. and the regular show. There are a couple Time. shows I did really. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like Chowder there, as there well. Good ones. Chowder was a good one. Oh, yes. Probably the yes. La- one of the last awesome. good ones. One of the last good ones. Yeah, I love Aside- Chowder too. That's yeah. that's a great one. Uh, but that's, uh, I think that was kind of during a time where they were just taking chances with styles and stuff. But I think one of the main issues, and to me right now in the d- today's state of cartoons, is when it comes to humor, they don't let stuff simmer. It's all about. Uh, wham, bam, a thank you, ma'am, when it comes to trying to throw as many gags on the screen at once. But I remember, like, even the movies that I love, like the old movies, like the Naked Gun films or Airplane, all those really stupid movies that I absolutely love, they have that same sort of thing, but they kind of space out the gags enough where you got time to really appreciate the gag. Humor has a lot to do about timing. Uh, uh, timing's incredibly important when it comes to humor for most of the types of jokes. But it seems today's cartoons are just really, really quick. And if you miss one joke, uh, that's okay because 400 other ones are coming uh, <laughs> at the same time. And keep in mind, like, Teen Titans Go, which does have some funny stuff in it. It's made me laugh before. I'm not going to sit here and act like it has it. But Teen Titans Go, just for example, is like each episode is like 10 minutes long. And they just pack this stuff with, with all kinds of plot, or I'm going to use the word plot in parentheses, all kinds of plot and uh, just gags and stuff. Uh, so what we're trying to say is, back in our day, cartoons were better. <laughs> Almost definitely, and I, honestly, I'm sure yeah. most of the most, if not all, of our listeners would probably agree with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, just there was there was there was substance to to what we grew up with. Nowadays, now if yeah, it's, but it's, let's, let's let's also put this in perspective. I guarantee you, people who are older than us thought their cartoons are better than our cartoons. That's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. I dare say. Damn you, you know, Ninja- damn you, kids in your X Men. Back in my day, Tom and Jerry and the Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig. Uh- yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I still love Bugs Bunny and Porky oh, Pig. Oh, I do too. And Tom but and Jerry. honestly, those so were wrong. Honestly, those. <laughs> yeah. If you really think about it, those cartoons are probably more violent than a lot of the stuff we grew up with. Oh. Most definitely. Uh, violence, as we'll get into, was one of the major issues with <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, but speaking of which, Matt, I think it's time. Let's get ready to jump into the history of Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. 
We're going to have to start back in the day. And I do mean well back before we were born. Uh, the late 1800s is when TV was kind of invented, but it did not become a major part of America or or people's homes until much, much later because radio was very dominant here. Radio was way more affordable, so almost every home had a radio. That was your sole form of entertainment. Uh, but they did find during this time, during radio's dominance, that kids seemed to tune in the most between, and this is just on the radio, between 10 a.m. and noon on Saturdays. Hmm. Uh, they, they, I mean, it, which makes sense, right? Because kids had school during the week, uh, and especially back in the day. I mean, even, I mean, even it was way less for me growing up. I was very, very lucky. But you know, uh, I've I've seen the shows, I've seen the movies. Kids had a lot of chores back in the day, right? That's true. Uh, so less, but less busier <laughs> from a social life perspective, perhaps. Right. Maybe. Right. Um, right. I think I saw. I, I can't remember what the numbers were, but I'm pretty sure that they're saying now. Because I remember when we were growing up, and this is well before social media and cell phones were big, that you know we spent way too much time in front of TVs. But now, like the screen time, technically is even doubled from then, and that's because we're always on our st- on our yeah. phones and such. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Watching the old YouTubes and such. So let's go <laughs> to when TV actually comes around. TV becomes a viable thing. It starts to become a little cheaper. More people can afford it. Nineteen forty nine is the year, and NBC producer Jerry Fairbanks comes up with this idea. He sold NBC on the idea of cartoons especially for tv because at this time cartoons were actually just little shorts that were shown before movies in movie theaters yep and uh and i think that's also when disney started doing like the ornament their animated movies as well sort of around this time too so that was the only time you ever saw cartoons was at the movies right yeah that's this is where mickey mouse got it's actually where disney got their big break from is mickey right. mouse donald duck goofy cartoons uh I think maybe even Pop was Popeye this early. I don't know, but there were Popeye's a lot been of around for a while. Yeah. Was, I know definitely like this is where Disney started getting its 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 roots in becoming mainstream because the Steamboat Willie cartoon and all everything that like Mickey was big, and I know actually kind of around that time Warner Brothers try to compete with them and that's why the looney tunes were created i thought that was a fun little thing i, I read up they, they were competing for for screen time at these movies um yeah. they, they wanted to be they wanted to be everybody wanted to be top dog of course and and well, as big as warner brothers is i would have to say disney went out in the end but uh regardless this this is where they got their origins from yeah no matter who won out both are beloved Oh yeah. So I think it kind of worked out for both of them. Plus Warner but Brothers Jerry owns came... Mortal Kombat now, so they're cool in my book. There you go. There <laughs> you go. I heard a little rumor that Xbox, uh, Microsoft, was trying to uh, get the rights to uh, Warner Brothers and DC stuff. That's correct. And yeah. I kind of, ho- I kind of hope they do, just so uh, I can laugh at PlayStation people when they got older. Because I'm very jealous of the Spider-Man game. <laughs> Completely jealous of it. And I want to have Batman on my side. <laughs> so. Uh, but let's get back to Jerry Fairbanks. Uh, so he's like, hey, let's come up with a cartoon uh, for TV, and kids will love it. That was his idea. So Jay Ward and Alex Anderson create a little cartoon called Crusader Rabbit. It's a very crude-looking cartoon, but it, this was the first cartoon ever created for television. It was the first cartoon to try to market to kids, uh, especially, and... Um, it was made as cheaply as possible. 
Uh, the characters actually only moved. This was their rule of thumb. This is how cheap they try to make it. Characters could only move once every four to five seconds. So it was very static looking. Uh, there wasn't a lot of flu- fluidity to it. I will say, in fairness of cartoons today, the animation, like just the fluidness and stuff of it is way, way better than even when we were kids. But that's that's but even before that, though, it was really, really slowed down because it was just cheaper to make it that way. And this cartoon lasted only two years, though. Hmm. Uh, so it was not like it was a giant success. In fact, the other studio, the other, um, you know, this was back when TV only had like four or five channels. Uh, the other stations looked at this and were like, well, that's not worth it. We're going to keep putting on these live action kids shows. Uh, you know, you had a lot of those where like you had a host and he would um, think like Krusty to the Clown. Krusty the Clown's based on these from Simpsons. Uh, yes. You'd have a host who hosted like a kids, a live action kids show. He may show a cartoon or two during the show, uh, but that was kind of about it. And then these were pretty huge back in the day. And then though, CBS decides, hey, uh, in 1955, on Saturday mornings, let's just put this cartoon on called Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, a cartoon I actually have seen before. Uh, this pretty much, if you don't know who Mighty Mouse is. Think of like if Superman was a mouse, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> and you have and you have Mighty Mouse. Um, Mighty Mouse was kind of a surprise hit, but then also in 1955, another important thing for Saturday morning cartoons history was kind of happening here. Uh, two MGM animators by the name of William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, cough cough wink wink, uh, <laughs> took over animation for MGM. But then just two years later, MGM was like, uh, bye, Felicia, and shows them the door. And I tell Cool M, I can say bye, Felicia. Uh, I don't just don't <laughs> want to put that in quotations there. It's not mainstream <laughs> anymore, so you are allowed to say it. That's right. <laughs> I will never say anything mainstream ever, and it's just because I don't know how to. Uh, so they get shown the door, and they said, hey, you know what? Let's just start our own animation studio. And this is how Hanna-Barbera was born. Uh, most of their first cartoons, actually, though, were for afternoons and evenings. So they were not for Saturday morning cartoons. They're responsible for in the in the '60s, uh, the Flintstones and the Jetsons, which which were actually more geared towards adults in a way. Uh, which sounds really strange because if you watch them now, there's really they're really fairly innocent. Yeah. But uh, but back in the day, they came on in the evenings for it was more like a entire family type of show. Uh, I believe the Flintstones was based around the Honeymooners, like a, which was an old older show, uh, and then you had the Jetsons that came along just a couple of years later. But they were pretty big hits. No, they and were. They That's f- that was a, that was a, those were prominent cartoons that my dad like showed me. I, quick side bit: Did you ever see the the advertisement where they were uh, smoking cigarettes? Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Yeah, back in the day, uh, literally everybody advertised cigarettes. They would. There was. You can even find advertisements of doctors smoking cigarettes and telling you how great they are. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Dude, dude advertisements yeah. are the, like the best. Do you, do you remember that Muppet one I showed? The one with Kermit. He shot somebody over the coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good times. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for Lucky Strikes. This episode <laughs> brought to you by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. Get your cigarettes. They'll make you feel better. <laughs> Uh, that's that, but that was the truth though. Uh, and then, however, when Flintstones and Jetsons get pretty huge, 
Hanna-Barbera starts thinking, you know what? We can kind of make these a little cheaper and then put them on Saturday mornings for the kids to watch. Why not try that? So that's what they started doing. A lot of your very famous cartoons now are Hanna-Barbera. I mean, we're talking your Scooby-Doo's and such. And uh, what they would do to make these cheaper to sell to the... Because that was one of the... Uh, main things when it will obviously money it was one of the main things when it comes to networks we want something that's going to make the most money for us uh, but animation they thought at the time was kind of expensive and may not be worth it however Hanna Barbera was like hey we can cut corners and we can make the animation cheap enough for television needs and if you go back and watch these old cartoons and this is even during uh, the 80s and 90s our era Matt uh, you can go back and watch these old cartoons that we still love but you can definitely see where they took some <laughs> they took some cheap corners like you'll see repeated backgrounds uh, repeated frames will be used from time to time just any way they can do to sort of save money because animation yeah. was was not was not the cheapest and this was also during the time when animation was well more hand drawn than it, than it became later uh so in the 1960s this is when animation began to be seen as for kids. So kind of before that, like I said before, it was way more of a prime time type of deal. It was not just for kids. It was kind of for everybody. I mean, you show prime time in before movies, you'd have these little shorts. But by the 60s, this is when the Saturday morning cartoons really started to become a thing. And kids were the main reason for this. So then by 1966, all three of your major networks at this time, at your ABC, CBS, and NBC began to air Saturday morning cartoons. So by 1966, it's most certainly a thing. Uh, This was also when, I mean, literally as soon as this kind of started, though, when cartoons became a huge thing and kids were just staring in front of their TVs on Saturday mornings, uh, quote-unquote war was raged between them, between the networks, and the government and parents and advertisers. It was like a major war between all these. And we'll we'll come back around to this stuff, but... Their main concern was, we already talked about it, violence, and that they were, quote-unquote, just half-hour commercials. And to be fair, they kind of were half-hour commercials, but they're awesome half-hour commercials. They were. They uh, were. By, by, by 1970s, this is when uh, firm standards were kind of imposed. A lot of the networks would impose them on themselves because they knew it was coming. Uh, kind of think of it as, um, the uh, you know, when the video games started putting ratings on their stuff and that's because they were about to they they did it quote unquote voluntarily however uh it was going to come their way if they did it themselves or not so, <laughs> so that's the same thing with movies and ratings uh movie ratings because pg-13 didn't even exist until uh well it was one of the spielberg movies i think and uh they were like okay here we go uh, pg-13 is a thing so uh but then by, like, one of these standards was, like, one of the things uh, that, like, this is just for an example of one of the rules that was, um, that was this was one of the rules that was actually enforced on them, on the networks. You could not have an ad for a toy during the same show that that toy was based on. For example, if you're watching Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles cartoon, you could not have a commercial during the Ninja Turtles cartoon that featured Ninja Turtle toys. Right. Yeah. So that was a that was a thing, and then by the seventies and eighties, uh, cartoons began to try to have more positive messages. Uh, thank your GI Joes. Where at the end of each GI Joe episode, uh, you know, uh, it's it's the more you know type of thing. 
uh, the G- <laughs> uh, Joe would show up and tell kids about uh, how you shouldn't do drugs and, and stuff like that and <laughs> you know look out and listen to your parents and that type of deal. It was a smart way uh, around what, what was being required of them. It was a smart yes. way to kind of justify and continue on with what they were doing, to be honest with you. It very much was because they were forced to have educational content on their shows now. And that was one of the ways that they would do that. They would just literally tack on at the end of an episode a little <laughs> short thing of a character from the cartoon sort of breaking the fourth wall, so to speak, and just talking to the kids about, hey, this is uh, something you should learn kind of kind of deal. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, networks were actually required by this time also to have so many hours. I think it was like three to four hours of education for kids. And that's when you also had these shows like Schoolhouse Rock would come around. And I loved Schoolhouse Rock. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Schoolhouse Rock was a fun show. Uh, but then uh, let's get to the 90s. In 1992, NBC becomes the first station or network to swap cartoons for live action teen shows. I uh, think you're saved by the bells. And that's yeah. kind of, yes. <laughs> now, in fairness, I know plenty of people who love saved by the bell. I was not one of them. I couldn't get into it. I tried to, but, this but is, yeah. Yeah. Zach Morris is I trash. Do it. Pete, by the way, Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> yeah, isn't Screech kind of trash too? I don't As know. As a human being. Yeah. Screech yeah. character, innocent, but Zach Morris character, trash human being, trash human yes. being. So uh, that's and that's uh, <laughs> yeah we're always uh, biting social commentary here on Retro Pop. <laughs> <laughs> but soon other networks would do the same. They would kind of follow this suit uh, to the point where pretty much all of your Saturday morning stuff was live action things, and even today, like even on your like your Disney channels and such, it's a lot of live action stuff geared toward kids. Uh, 2008 was when Fox Network did this too. Um, but what happened? Why did this happen? Why did Saturday morning cartoons disappear? We'll find out right after these messages. I'm just kidding. We're going to find out right now. Uh, <laughs> here are some of the reasons. First of those was cable. Cable television came around. Uh, and they had some kid-focused channels on these. Uh, Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. These were shows or channels that showed up on cable uh, that offered cartoons pretty much all week long, not just on a Saturday. I, Matt, I distinctly remember when my parents got cable and we got Nickelodeon. I thought it was the greatest thing in history. <laughs> it w- yeah. I, yeah. They, it, was I, I, yeah. it was life changing. It was life changing. It really was. I distinctly remember getting Nickelodeon. That's how much of a big deal this was. Uh, but that was kind of a start of broadcast TV not showing cartoons anymore, though, as kids would just flip the channel because cable became more and more of a dominant thing. And then, of course, you also had your VHS and your DVDs would become huge, too, and the cartoons would show up on those. Uh, and then let's kind of get to the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. I do not care for them. They're... <laughs> They're not the greatest. Uh, They try to censor stuff. Uh, Maybe they kind of overstep their bounds. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, But here are some of the things the FCC did. They required broadcast TV to air at least three hours of educational content a week, but they did not require this of cable. They had no control over cable. Uh, So cable was kind of able to just show cartoons and not have to worry about that. 
Uh, they limited kid-centered ads, making cartoons way less profitable. Uh, you know, we kind of mentioned this before, especially on Andrew's show. But you know, a lot of our cartoons that we love really were commercials for the toys, and I'm not mad about it because I had a lot of fun with those toys. So I'm not at all mad about this. But it's it's to be fair, it's true. I mean, if I watched uh, you know Ninja Turtles and then I went to the store with my parents later and I saw. A Raphael there. I'm going to want to play with the Raphael. Uh, let, you know, beg my parents for this for this toy. So that's Naturally. that's the truth. Naturally. Yeah. So that's just the truth. Uh, but when you can't do that anymore, it, you make way less profit off of these shows and stuff, and they're just and they just become expensive, and you don't make any money, and they're not going to make them anymore that way. And it actually would become more profitable now to make animated films instead of stuff for tv you make way more money off of animated movies and stuff now yeah Um, they do have a weird like a a huge call fox i feel like animated movies like movie movies that go to the theaters uh they're few and far between nowadays i don't know if you've noticed this but there are like fewer and fewer like cartoon movies making their way to big uh, you know box office but when they do hit they're pretty big. It's it's really strange. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that pattern before. Most stuff is computer animated now. Yeah, like CG stuff, and that's just because it's just cheaper. Yeah, uh, overall to to make than to get stuff. That's why when anything's kind of hand drawn anymore, it stands out for me. Uh, whether it be and it's actually making a comeback in video games, thankfully, and it's some really pretty stuff in video games when it comes to hand drawn stuff. But also another thing that was another nail in the coffin for Saturday morning cartoons was streaming services. Uh, you know, those would come around your Netflixes and your such, and they just have animated shows on there, including some of the older shows that we all grew up with, and then just some new stuff too. So that's these are the reasons why there's no more Saturday morning cartoons. And then in 2014, the CW became the last broadcast TV network to stop showing Saturday morning cartoons. So rest <laughs> in peace. 2014 was a terrible year for all of us. <laughs> it actually was. Loved. It was pretty bad. It was pretty yeah. bad. That made the news. That's how big it was. I remember reading it in on like news sites, websites, and stuff. That, doing well. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, Saturday mornings are, are not for cartoons anymore. No, I mean doing research. Like there was a lot of articles. Like for just for this episode alone, trying to figure out, you know, figure out various things. Uh, it was it was big. It was life-changing, um, but unfortunately, with the way the world works, money makes the world go round, and it was kind of yes. time, and it's, you know, it's it's one of those special feeling things like, you know, previous episodes we've covered, the drive-in, uh, the mall. It's just kind of that, it's, it's, it's that awesome, good-feeling memory from that time period, a time period of, of big growth in American pop culture and and right. a higher standard of living, I guess, in a sense, uh, and that's where kind of that's where it really re- that you know Saturday morning cartoons really resonates, especially for me. Yeah, same, same. But that's your history of Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, kind of a sad ending, but not really because we have plenty of ways to still experience them, thankfully. However, Matt, I think it's time to get into some Matt's previously on X Men. Welcome to the Matt Stats portion of this 
episode. Uh, got some fun stuff. Is not as many numbers as I perhaps would have liked to have found because they weren't so obvious. But I do have some cool little, cool little tidbits and in, in, in such for you. All right, as Johnny pretty much mentioned already, the original time slot, what you know, children's time slot was ten to twelve, uh, but eight a.m. to twelve p.m. is the traditional Saturday morning cartoon uh, time slot. I wanted to read off. Uh, before we get into some other little stats really quick, a example of some of the different Saturday morning TV schedules. All right. Uh, Johnny, what year were you born? 83. You were 83. Okay. Um, oh, I did have I did have that up at one point. But uh, here's for an example. I'm going to go through a couple different generations just to see the, uh, the drastic difference in how Saturday morning TV TV schedules were, were presented. Okay, so in 1987, on ABC, uh, in order, so from 8, 830, 9, 930, 10, 1030, 11, 1130. That was the last bit. All right, on ABC, in order, the, the Saturday morning TV schedule was Wuzzles, Care Bears Family, Flintstone Kids for an hour, uh, Real Ghostbusters, Pound Puppies, Bug Bu- Bugs Bunny and Tweety and Ewoks. Uh, on CBS, Berenstein Bears, not Berenstain. You know, <laughs> just had to clarify. Uh, Wildfire, Muppet Babies for an hour. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Muppet Babies, <laughs> make our dreams come true. <laughs> Teen Wolf. Did you know that that show? Did oh. you know that that show Muppet Babies? The reason that we have not seen it on, uh, it's never had a proper DVD release or anything like that, is because they would. If you remember the show, I watched it all the time, but if you remember the show. They actually would lampoon and kind of spoof a lot of major stuff like Star Wars and such. They would, uh, yeah. So so they don't have the rights to a lot of stuff, and that's why we never get to watch it. Oh, really? I did not know that. That's pretty. Well, it may change now since Disney pretty much owns everything, everything. including Star Wars and Muppet Babies. So. I hope so. Cause I, I had, even though it came out way, like, way before I was – well, pretty a pretty good chunk of time before I was born, I still remember watching that uh, from early on and – it was actually a pretty good show. I, I think I could sit down and, and appreciate it, uh, even yeah. as a 29-year-old 20, male. Uh, Teen Wolf, Galaxy High, and Story Break, those closed out the CBS uh, CBS 8, 1987 morning schedule. Uh, NBC, Kissy Full, Gummy Bears, Smurfs for an hour and a half, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Foofer, and Funky, excuse me, Punky Brewster. All right, 1996. 1996. You can start to tell there's a bit of a change, but there's still a very high uh, cartoon ratio here. All right, so ABC, same time blocks. ABC had Winnie the Pooh, Free Willy, Bump of the Night, Fudge, Hypernauts, Reboot, and an hour of Flipper. CBS, 8 and 8.30, Morning News. Okay, so you're starting to get a little bit of a pushback here. All right. Uh, 9 o'clock a.m., Aladdin, then Ninja Turtles, The Mask, Ace Ventura, Felix the Cat, and Santo Baguito. Uh Fox in 1996. Where is Carmen Sandiego? Casper, Power Rangers, Masked Rider, Spider-Man, X-Men, The Tick, and, oh, man, I just love this show. Life with Louie. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I vaguely remember it. It was Louie Anderson. He was, like, narrating right, the, yes. whole, the show. Oh, so good. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, and then 2010, it's pretty non-existent. Like, it's actually, like, I almost want to cry, like, looking at this TV schedule. All right? <laughs> so ABC, same time blocks. 8 a.m., local news. 
8.30, local news. 9 o'clock, Emperor's New School. Then the replacements. That's so Raven, which I don't even think that's not even well. That's a live action. Uh, right, Hannah yeah. Montana, and then Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So Emperor's New School, all live action. All live action. I think Emperor's New School might be the only cartoon. Um, I think CBS. I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> it, I think it, would, it was a pair, spinoff of uh, Emperor's New Groove, maybe. If yeah. that's what if that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, CBS, Doodle Bops, Strawberry Shortcake. Early show, early show, early show, early show. Sabrina the Animated Series, Sabrina the Animated Series. I'm just going to say right now, Sabrina was cool in like the 90s. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, Sabrina the Animated Series. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Unless you got Salem the Cat as a puppet, I don't want anything to do with <laughs> And then here we go. N- NBC. All right. 8 a.m. NBC Today. 8.30, NBC Today. 9 o'clock, local news. 9.30, local news. 10 o'clock, Turbo Dog. 10.30, Sheldon. 11, 3, 2, 1, Penguins. And then 11.30, Babar. What? Wow. The only one I've even heard of is Babar. <laughs> is that, did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I think it was from another country. I believe it's like an English or something like that show that kind of came over here. Uh, but yeah, uh, wow. And here what I wanted. Terrible, to, I want. What a terrible time <laughs> to be a child, isn't it? And here I did that for. I did the eighty-seven, ninety-six, and two thousand ten for a reason. I wanted it. To, so hearing that fresh in your mind, and then I'm going to take you back to nineteen seventy-seven, really quickly. All right, nineteen seventy-seven, ABC, eight a.m. The Mumbly Show, eight thirty. Jabberjaw, nine o'clock. Scooby-Doo Dynamut Show, ten thirty. The Croft Super Show. 11.30, Super Friends. 12, The Oddball Couple. 12.30, American Bandstand. Crazy. Crazy. CBS. That's already tons better. Yeah. Isn't it? CBS, Sylvester and Tweety. Clue Club. The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. The New Adventures of Batman. The Shazam Isis Hour. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Arc 2. I didn't know there was an Arc 1, but Arc 2. That's a show. And then NBC. Woody Woodpecker. Pink Panther. And Pink Panther Laugh and a Half Show featuring Mr. Jaw. Speed Buggy, Monster Squad, Space Ghost and Frankenstein Jr. That is a weird combination. Space Ghost and Frankenstein Jr. Big John, Little John, uh, and Land of the Lost. Those are those are the nineteen seventy seven lineups. That's why I wanted to do that. Um, so in this good chunk of time though, the stat here is this. An average between the sixties and eighties, uh, twenty million Viewers of Saturday morning cartoons. All right, huge, huge numbers. Uh, pulled in good, and it made sense, right? Um, like Johnny said with the advertising, it, it's it everything everything just clicked. It just worked, and uh, I mean, twenty million viewers, and the shows were all high, con- like good content, a lot of funny stuff. Uh, but there was something for everyone. I think. Like, I think no matter what age, what you're interested in, there was at least one cartoon in these time blocks that. It would, would appeal to you. You like superheroes? Ah, Justice, uh, you know, Super Friends or, you know, the old Spider-Man cartoons and, and various other shows. Uh, and that just, it changed drastically. It changed drastically, uh, as Johnny kind of alluded to with the, uh, the heavy push by the FCC to get more educational content out there. Shoot, I just spent five days, you know, as a kid, if you think about it from a kid's perspective, I just spent five days in school learning. 
my Saturday morning cartoons are very precious to me. I do not want to have to learn on Saturdays. Like, they're, like right? I mean, am I right? It's. I think it's a pretty accurate argument. Like, unless it's Magic School Bus, then I will allow it. That's fair. But there are some other ones. It's yeah. like just stop and give me GI Joe for Christ's sake. Give yeah, it to me. I'm with you there. Uh, unless it's Magic School Bus or. Or Reading Rainbow or uh, Wishbone, uh, then I don't, or even Bill Nye at times. Uh, I don't need any education in my entertainment. Exactly. Exactly. Stop screwing up our entertainment. Stay out of it. Stay out <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, but that number in 2003, so that 20 million average number of people tuning into Saturday morning cartoons uh, was down to 2 million on average. All right, Johnny alluded, to, and we just kind of mentioned about the FCC and a heavy push on educational content. Also, the rise of technology, streaming services. Uh, more kids are waking up and playing video games. I think yes. at this time, yep. you know, it, it's it's uh, it was very different because the '80s. Well, there was a lot of shows that were created to help sell toys, um, you know, and you watch them in live action. It was really cool, but. Uh, from a video game perspective in the 90s, why sit and watch cartoons when you can play them? When which, you yeah, can- which was even more strange because they were a, a part of the reason why the Saturday morning cartoons sort of started to disappear. But also, a lot of your video games were based on some of the cartoons. Yes. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. my God. I had so many games. They weren't, I mean, they weren't great games by any means, but they were still, yeah. So like, why watch, why watch Gargoyles when I can just play it on TV? I, I might say. Yeah. You know, um, so here's some actually speaking of that, here were 20 specific sh- cartoons that were made to give uh, to kind of give that. All right. To, to kind of make money. They're actually legit made to help make money uh, and sell toys. All right. Transformers, Street Sharks, Popples, Ring Raiders, Mask, My Little Pony, which has a weird like fetish following cult following. I don't know why, but that is a thing. Challenge of the GoBots, Dungeons and Dragons, Dino Riders, Creepy Crawlers, Care Bears, G.I. Joe, The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin, Sky Commanders, Captain N, The Game Masters, Mighty Max, uh, Gem, Pound Puppies, Hot Wheels, and He-Man of the Masters Universe. All shows that were actually officially made to sell toys, and they did a damn good job. Also, I want to take a look at some advertising I just kind of whipped up and found. Uh, this is a study sample, uh, first and foremost, of advertisements. In uh, in first Saturday morning cartoons, right? They they took a look at shows from uh, two different years, 1993 and, and uh, 1999, and between 1993, averaging about 378 total commercials in a uh, well across in a year, an entire year. All right, 385 commercials um, in 1999. Advertisements for for products. 261 advertisements for products in 1993, 211 for in 1999. Uh, promotions for TV programs, other like other TV programs advertising other shows. In 1993, that was 85. In 1999, 137 advertisements. Public service announcement. This is actually low. It's understandably low. But public service announcements and drop-ins. 32 advertisements in the year 1993 and 37 in 1999. Uh so, so pushing that. Also, we got some other stuff. The various, um, they actually break it down a little bit further, they, including like total hours. Uh, so way back in June 1971, um, advertisements for products. They aver- uh, June 1971 for Saturday morning cartoons, 
roughly 17.7 advertisements per hour for Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and actually, that last stat I just read, I think that might be for a, a, a sat, just a Saturday morning block. I, I could be wrong. I apologize on that. Promotion for other TV programs, 4.3. Public service announcement, 3.7. Um, we'll jump to the bigger, yeah, the 1975. About 17.8 advertisements for products. Uh, 4.0 average per hour. Uh, promotions for other TV programs are 1.2. And that really jumped in the 80s. Like a lot of those numbers jumped pretty high in the 80s uh, with with all the, you know, it was li- literally a heavy push on it. Uh, let's see. Here's a breakdown of the different types of advertisements real quick. This will be my last stat. Uh, in 1971, in a in a average children's television block, 179 advertisements for food. Uh, or excuse me, yeah, 1971, 179 advertisements for food. 57 advertisements for toys and games, 11 for health and beauty aids, 4 for entertainment, like movies, books, records, travel, 6 miscellaneous, uh, but it was averaging about 257 uh, commercials per time block. 1975, 107 uh, advertisements for food. Uh, They didn't have the other ones listed, but uh, they really, like, you could tell, like, like, fast food rose in popularity because they also targeted these specific um, these specific time blocks as well. And I think that, uh, I'm not going to say it hurt. Like it, well, I mean, we do have a, a, a you know, a, a health epidemic, I guess, in a sense, but that was a big thing too. It wasn't just the toys. It was fast food. And then fast food starts including toys and happy meals. And it all just made sense. It all just kind of, it all just kind of, you know, it just worked. It made sense for 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 fast food to do that, but at the same time, um, I mean, I can't remember. I can't tell you how many Burger King and Taco Bell and McDonald's ads I remember sitting through, trying to watch trying to watch my Saturday morning cartoons. But um, but yeah, that is a wrap for Matt's stats. Let's move on to Johnny's. Did you know? Life is like a Tom and Jerry cartoons actually won seven Oscars, Matt. So it's actually Tom and Jerry are an Oscar winning duo. Uh, one thing that I remember noticing when I was a kid was why do so many cartoon characters wear gloves? Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, all of them wore gloves. You know why? It's why actually it? much easier because this is when uh, the stuff was hand drawn. It's much easier to draw gloves than hands. Really? Way easier to animate. They're way less. Uh, Detail and intricate, uh, and as an artist myself, hands are not fun. <laughs> so uh, it's not fun to draw. Uh, now let's get into this. Is according to Complex.com the top fifty. We'll just do this really quick. Cartoons, Matt. Uh, when I name these, you tell me uh, your feeling on each cartoon. Give it a rating between one and five. Five being awesome, you love, and one being you could care less. Okay, right. five is good. All right. Number fifty, Pokemon came out in nineteen ninety seven. Five. That's a three for me. Actually, probably less two. But I blame it on my sister. She always wanted to watch I, it. And dude, got on that nurse. craze was unbelievable. It was actually really cool to be a part of. Like, I hate it, going yeah, with. I hate, I hate going with trends, but it was undeniable. 
Like it was, it was cool. I just, I literally just bought an old Pokédex that I, <laughs> that I had when I was a kid, and I got it right up here in the studio. Like it, this little cool, simple Pokédex, and I just bought it. But yeah, five, five for me, five for me. Loved it. All right, number number forty nine. I'm going to tell you the name of this show, and then I'm going to explain to you what the show was. I don't remember this show, but then you give me the rating after I tell you what the show was. Okay. Uh, in 1991 on ABC was a cartoon called Hammer Man. <laughs> what? So, sorry, trying to. So, uh, everybody remembers the great MC Hammer. <laughs> oh my God! He had his own Saturday morning cartoon. Are you serious? In which he played a youth center worker who transforms into the superhero Hammer Man whenever he dons magical uh, dancing shoes. <laughs> I I want to see this. Oh my God! Do you know how many? Like, is, is there a number of episodes that this lasted? Because I've never heard of this. Uh, it doesn't say in this little article. It just tells me when it came out and kind of what it was. I have to. I mean, officially, I have to give it an NA because I've never seen it. But from the sounds of it, a five. Yeah, NA. <laughs> but uh, but I won't give it a five on potential alone. <laughs> All right, number forty-eight. I remember this one, but because I love basketball, Harlem Globetrotters was a cartoon on CBS. Uh, it came out in the seventies, though. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a a two. I'm going to say a three, and I also got a compliment. I love the crossover with Scooby Doo. That was that was a cool thing. Yes, now that, and Gilligan's Island. Uh, those yeah. are two favorite crossovers of mine. Yeah. Uh, number forty-seven, Dungeons and Dragons came out eighty-three to eighty-five. Uh, I'm going to say a three. I just referred Same. to the one guy on Andrew's show, but yeah, I'm going to go with three. I like his bow, but he was a dork. Uh, and then uh, number forty six is a show. I don't. This is going to get NA for me. CBS Story Break. I don't even know what this was. Nope. Yeah, NA and a one. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Basically, what I'm it's, it's like a Levar Burton's uh, Reading Rainbow ripoff from Sounds of Things. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, number forty five. This show was already kind of mentioned. Uh, Star Wars Ewoks. I have to admit, I've never seen it. I have to admit, I've never seen it. So I have to give this, it an NA. Yeah. But I know same. I know people want to make it canon and bring it back. There's a there's some reason that why they haven't like showed it in, in a long time, um, but yeah, unfortunately, an NA. It only lasted one season. Ugh. Uh, I have obviously heard of it, but never watched it. And I, and I love Star Wars, and I love Ewoks. I don't know why I never watched this. Right, right. Um, and number forty four, the new adventures of Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll. What a combination! Interesting. What a combination. Yeah. Uh, I do like Mighty Mouse because he's basically just, a, like I said, a Superman mouse. So for for that alone, and I do remember some Mighty Mouse cartoons, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I got to give it an A, unfortunately. Well, that's all right because we're going to get even better here. Number 43, in 1991, Pro Stars. Uh, this show uh, had Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and Michael Jordan. I loved this show as a kid. I'm giving this a four. Mm, I don't remember that one. Damn. I was born in 91. It must not have lasted too long. Uh, it only lasted one season. Uh, there's probably some licensing stuff, too. That's probably why I never got to see it. I had to go N.A. here. All right. Number 42. I remember this one, but I'm sure it's going to be N.A. for. I've only seen a couple of these, but I remember the show. called The Littles. Came out from 83 to 85. Yeah. Uh, it was like a... It was about like a, a family of mouse people, I guess the best way to put it. I don't even know how else to say it, but it was kind of strange and weird, uh, but I do remember it, but I want to give it a one because I barely watched it. Okay. Yeah, N.A. here. 
All right, number 41, Land of the Lost, uh, came out in 91, 92. Uh, I'm going to give us a three because I remember it had dinosaurs, and I love dinosaurs. Yes, uh, I'm going to say a three. I'm going to say a three as well. All right, number 40, Kid in Play, lasted two seasons. Uh, what's better than Kid in Play in live action? Uh, of course, this was a rapping duo, if you don't remember who Kid in Play were. Apparently, they had an animated show. I did not know this either. So. <laughs> <laughs> N.A. Yeah. N.A. for me, and no offense, Kid in Play, but I'm going to watch MC Hammer's show before yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the hammer, man. It's the hammer. Uh, 39 was Pepper Ann. Uh, it lasted three seasons. I've never even heard of this. And this was in the late 90s. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. Oh, God, who had it? Was it Nick or – it was either Nick or Disney – it must be Disney because it's an ABC show. Yeah, I remember Pepper Ann. It had a very weird animation to it, very strange animation to it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna give it a two. Didn't watch it a whole lot, but I do remember it quite a bit. All right, thirty-eight. This is one we've already mentioned. This is kind of a. A lot of people love this show. I never actually watched it, so it's gonna be NA for me. But I've heard of it. And that is Mask. Yeah, right up. Mobile, rip yeah. off the movie. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Oh, wait, no, yeah. no, no. That's not the mask I was thinking of. Uh, we You're did thinking a com- of Jim Carrey's mask. This yes, is a yes. One. Okay. I read the comics, but I never seen the show, so I'd have to give it an NA. But if it was, it was, cool, if it was as cool as the comics, um, I'd have to give it a two. I'd have to give it a two. All right. Uh, number 37. Uh, I pity the fool because Mr. T had his own cartoon. Number 37. <laughs> Oh, don't oh, damn it! I never seen it. Never seen it, but I'm gonna to have to give it an NA. However, uh, in theory, it's getting a five. <laughs> I I second that. I second that. Yeah, uh, thirty six. A show called Camp Candy, which lasted about three seasons. I never heard of this, but uh, it says that it's about it's like a John Candy cartoon. I love John Candy. He's fa- he, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. NA. Dang. Man, there's a lot of cartoons I didn't even know existed that I really need to go back and That's find. That's how great cartoons were. Nowadays, there's yeah. cartoons that I don't want to watch, and I missed all the good <laughs> yes. stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> all right, because number 35, we've got Denver, The Last Dinosaur. It was out between 88 and, and 90. I remember this show fairly well. Again, dinosaurs. I was a kid, loved dinosaurs. Uh, I'm going to give this a four. He's kind of like a cool... Uh, dinosaur. I think he would skateboard and stuff like that. So he's getting a four from me. Oh yeah, I remember him a little bit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with three. I'm gonna go with three. All right, number thirty-four, Jackie Chan Adventures. Five. This, this is a five for me as well. Lasted five seasons. I love. I love Jackie Chan, and he had a cartoon. So uh, win-win for me. I love the little talisman. That show was fantastic. I used to love. It's going really to think, good. I used to love going to sleep to it. They used to marathon on a Cartoon Network at night, like back in the early two thousands. I loved that show. Love. I it. need to go back and watch it. I think it's streaming somewhere. Um, but we definitely need to have an episode about uh, about that man one day. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, uh, thirty-three Street Sharks. This is getting a f- strong four for me because I definitely remember this show. Uh, and I loved sharks, and uh, these were ones that didn't need to be in the water, and they rode motorcycles or something. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, it came out in '94. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say a four here as well. Uh, I used to have a couple of the toys. Uh, they were really cool for a hot minute, and uh, the toys were awesome. They were these. They, oh yeah. They were huge, like big, heavy, lumpy figures, and uh, oh man, they were so cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go four here. I'm in agreement. Number thirty-two, Tom and Jerry. 
is getting a five for me all day long. You have to. You have to. That that was, yeah, that, that time was classic. I think I told the story on the Let's Talk show uh, about how my aunt said it was too violent and changed to some Disney Channel show on Christmas, and we were pissed at her. Um, I was eight, by the Rightfully way. Rightfully so. Uh, yeah. oh, this Bible thumping broad. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're, she's technically not family anymore, but, oh, I... It's made my skin crawl. Um, yeah, Tom and Jerry, five all day. 31 Gargoyles. This is also a five for me. I love yes. Gargoyles. I love the toy. The, oh, dude, speaking of like, kids oh, the with toys, toys the toys. They used to yeah. have, used to, I had one where you can break off the, the stone, like the statue, and they can fight. I remember so, that one, yes. Oh, so cool. Yes. But, yep, that's my... my uh, my favorite was Brooklyn. He was my favorite. Yes. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah, number five, number five. Uh, that's a five ranking for me, too. All right, number 30, Voltron. I was a, the, I'm going to give this, I've barely seen it, but I'm going to give it a three just because I think it kind of helped us get Power Rangers. Yeah, I have to agree. I did watch it a little bit with my dad growing up. Uh, I, I'm going to go four, four, actually. It was, it was, it was the be all end all back in the day. Like, it, it was it was hard to breathe at the top of Cartoon Mountain in the 1980s, but Voltron was at the top. I, I can one of yeah. the ones at the top. Yeah, still beloved to this day. Uh, 29, Captain N, the Game Master. Uh, I'm going to give this a three as well because I love video games and they were, of course, coming to TV. So. Uh, I didn't remember that one, so I have to give it NA. All right, 28, this is getting a definitely a five for me despite the fact that it's not good. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a five. I love this show. And uh, Steve Urkel does the voice of Sonic. So, win, yeah, win. I'd have to agree with the five. It was really cool to start getting video games on TV. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to watch, right, cartoon-wise. So, yeah. yeah, Sonic was, like, a, a big deal for me back in the day when Sonic was at its, at its absolute, like, peak uh, in popularity. So, yeah, I'd give it a five for the nostalgia uh, alone. Yeah, 27. This is also getting a five for me, the real Ghostbusters. I watched a few episodes. I'd say a four. I'd give it a four. Uh, I watched a few recently, and it's still creepy as I'll get out. Uh, 26. <laughs> uh, I actually remember the show, too. I watched a little bit called Recess. Do you remember the show Recess? I With do. these kids. Uh, I'm going to give this a three. I would watch it. I'd, and it lasted, actually, four seasons. Yeah, it was it was pretty comical. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to, but I, I can agree with a high-end, like, three, low-end, four. Um, if, if yeah. we were doing it that way. 25. Uh, this is getting a five for me all day long. This is when Fox aired Spider-Man for four seasons in the 90s. Uh, so I'm going to go with a five for this. I love this version of Spider-Man. Five. Still rewatches this day. One of my favorite iterations of Peter Parker. And they did a good job of bringing the comics to life. Yes. So, yeah, five. Yes, they did. I want to go back and watch them all. Disney uh, Plus. Disney Plus. One of the few things that oh, are yeah, actually worth it. There. Yeah. Yeah, I need to go watch that. All right, 24. Thundercats. Five. Yeah. Snarf, snarf. I think it's a five. Yeah, it's, it's a five. <laughs> 23. 23. Uh, the football hit himself. Hey, Arnold. Uh, this is a I'm three for me. I did watch it. Yeah, I'm going to say three, but there's a lot of references that people still make to this day from that show. Stoop Kid yeah. and, and all that stuff. Uh, I never got super into it, but it was a pretty good show. It was a pretty good come home from school and sit down and chill out kind of show. All right, 22. Uh, this actually lasted longer than I thought. Uh, one, two, 
two or three seasons here. And it's uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm not going to say it a third time or he'll appear. It's the <laughs> Beetlejuice cartoon. I remember this, uh, but I'll, I got an honest confession here. The movie scared me as a kid. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a two for me, but it's just because I was a little uh, scaredy cat. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd probably, I'll say three. I'll say three. Bits and pieces. I remember I might have watched a full episode or two, and it, it did a pretty good job of, of reenacting. It used to bug me, though, when, when you didn't have the same voices. Obviously, you're not going to pay yeah. Michael Keaton for a cartoon, but it, used, it did used right. to bother yeah. me. It did used to bother me when, when there wasn't any uh, correlation. Yeah, I understand that. I was the same way. All right, 21. Uh, I know we're only doing a scale of 1 to 5, but this is getting a 27 for me. Uh, Darkwing Duck. This is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. <laughs> On our, on our original scale, yes, a five. I would definitely say so. Great show. I, I think there was a yep. sweet little toy line, too, with it at Burger King or McDonald's yes. at some point. Yep. Yeah, and also the video game is fantastic. Uh, yes, Nintendo it is. Game. Yes, uh, it is. And also worth a lot of money now uh, if you have the original uh, the original cart. Number 20, I love this show, too. It's very funny. Uh, and had a lot of live-action spinoffs as well. The Tick. Oh, my God, Yes. Oh, That's a five for so me. vintage. I, I think I had the toy. Yeah, I'm going to go five on this one. Five on this one. 19. We talked about it before, and this is Muppet Babies. Five for me all day long. Yep. Aim in the grants. You, this, I didn't realize it lasted this long. It lasted from 84 to 91. Yeah, it's a good run for a cartoon. Really good run. It is. All right. I remember this one, too, but uh, I'll tell you my thoughts on it here in a second. That's Heathcliff. Um. All right, so here's my confession. I was always hashtag Team Garfield when it came to the Garfield-Heathcliff combination. I did watch Heathcliff, and he was fine, uh, but Garfield won my heart overall. So Heathcliff, I'm going to give you a three. I unfortunately have to give it an NA. It's been a while. <laughs> 17. I remember this one as well. Richie Rich. It actually even got a uh, live-action spinoff with Macaulay Culkin, I believe, when he was a kid. It did. Uh, but the cartoon, uh, I barely watched it. So I am going. I think I need to give this an NA because I don't really remember it very well. I'll give it a two. Uh, it wasn't the most popular. It was like, I mean, Richie Rich is an, right, it's an Archie comic, I think. Uh, yes. And they were putting yeah. out some cartoons like Casper and stuff around that time. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, but they were never like my first go-to, especially with reruns and stuff. So, But I would watch no, it if it a, came on. Yeah. There's that rumor I remember reading because Casper and and Richie Rich look very similar that maybe they're the same person. I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, 16. Ah! Real Monsters. Oh, my I God. I love this show. I it's forgot. so weird and strange. I forgot. Uh, this is getting a five for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to go five, too. I used to read all the little books that, came, uh, that were made for it, the little picture books. I used to love those. The classic book fairs, my favorite thing. I already know what your score is going to be for number 15, X-Men. 30. <laughs> so I'm giving it oh. a 30 as well, 100%. Uh, 14, I remember this show too, uh, Bobby's World. Oh, my God. Five. Yes, 100%. I love Bobby's World. I, re- I think I rebought some of the old toys from McDonald's or Burger King. They used to have some really cool. Then he was on the Pogs, but the cartoon was fantastic. Very whimsical. Yeah. I'm having issues with this website now. It's starting to not pop up for me. Oh, no. Uh, that's fun. Uh, this is what I get for not writing. I didn't, want, I didn't want to write down 50 cartoons. Uh, but let's end it like this. We're getting we're running long anyway. Um, Matt, let's pick, for the end, to end this, did you know, uh, your 
um, the top four, we're going to go for a Mount Rushmore of your personal Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Um, all right. My Mount Rushmore. Uh, one of them, I definitely have to say Pokemon. Um just because of the immense popularity, like, I don't think another show kind of really hit that level of popularity quite like that one did. Um, two, I would have to say X-Men, the peak of superheroes, uh, part of the Mar- that Marvel Power Hour sort of back in the day. There was just this nice stretch. Uh, three, I'm going to go vintage here. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Looney Tunes once they became of Saturday morning cartoon culture, uh, even though they weren't really already, but Looney Tunes are a big part. And four... Oh man, that's tough. I'm gonna go He Man. I'm gonna say He Man. Those are good four. There have been so many good cartoons that I'm gonna feel bad for leaving any off of this. Uh, but I'm I gotta go Ninja Turtles number one for me. Yep. Uh, I mean that's such a vital part of my childhood and just who I am as a person. As sad as that may sound. Uh, so Ninja Turtles is number one. Um, th- this gets really tough. This gets really tough. I, I got to put X-Men on there because I loved it so much. Darkwing Duck goes on there for me. Yep. And see, I want to put the animated Batman series on there, but that was always on like when I got out of school during the week. That was never on Saturdays per my memory. I could be wrong on that. I'm sure it was on Saturdays, but I just remember watching it after school. Um, I'm still going to go with it. The Batman animated series, it still holds up. It's really That's freaking good. That's a good one. That slipped my mind. Excellent list, though. It's tough. It's honestly tough. I'd like to take a sample size and like ask like ten people what their what Rushmore's of cartoons were, and I would. Oh, we should I, put that up on our website. We on should the Facebook page. Let's do it. I'll uh, I'll post it when we get done recording here. But very good. All right, all right. So now let's get to where Saturday morning cartoons kind of stand with today's pop culture. Man, I kind of think that they're still vital. I mean, they're still making, uh, you know, they're getting reboots all the time. Yeah. Of our classics. I mean, I'm just going to use Ninja Turtles as an example. They're still around getting rebooted constantly. Uh, you know, there's a new Transformers animated movie coming out on Netflix really soon. Um, they're still making toys of these shows, still collectibles of these shows. I mean, just look at Funko Pop, one of the biggest things right now in the world for collectibles. And uh, so much of that is just based on Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree. The nostalgia is definitely in it. Obviously the, the Saturday mar- morning cartoons is, I think it's just more so of a phrase now more than it is an actual thing. I don't think we'll ever go right. back to that um, time period, but there it is, it does like in a lot of people, there's a, it holds a special place in our hearts. Uh, our parents' generation for some of us, maybe our grandparents, maybe not, uh, you know, that generation, uh, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Uh, as you know, as society gets more like our regular daily lives get more and more insane. There's always like that. We always like to look back and look at the nostalgia, the feel good times, the times when we're all together and Saturday morning cartoons was definitely, uh, that, you know, one of those, those feel good times for a lot of people, you know, it's just the American family, the average American family is so busy nowadays. Uh, they don't, they rarely eat dinner together. Like it's, they, 
there's always somebody doing something. Like there's, it almost always seems like there's like not everybody's together at at, at one time, and it's it's pretty upsetting. But uh, the Saturday morning cartoon is a throwback, a nice throwback to that uh, to that to that era long long ago. So. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, I mean, it's obvious that a lot of these shows that were huge for Saturday mornings are still pretty huge now, pop culture wise. Uh, so, I mean, they're. I think that's always going to stay. But I agree with you that Saturday morning cartoons are probably pretty much gone, especially with streaming services now. There's you just watch cartoons whenever you want. So that's you know. But in fairness, streaming services have also kind of destroyed cable television in general. Yeah. Uh, Include so. Uh, or television, really, not just cable, but cable and regular TV are kind of <laughs> on their way out the door. They are. Um, but it's because of streaming services. Uh, it's all everybody, about convenience. We've said it, that before. Everybody has a streaming service nowadays. We'll be paying yes. We'll be paying 100 bucks a month for, you know, uh, t- 10 at a time for, for different streaming services. C-SPAN will have its own streaming service within the next 10 years because uh, God knows we need that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Even I mean, literally, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, NBC started their streaming service, the Peacock, I believe it's called. So, uh, it's the the I I dare say because I know CBS has their own. Uh, I'm sure uh, all the other ones are going to too. I mean, Fox was bought bought by Disney, so all their stuffs on Hulu, right? And the in Disney Plus, uh, so it's. Pretty much anything that was ever out, I think we'll eventually see again at some point. Probably. Uh, pro- probably. Yeah. All right. So that's been uh, the Saturday Morning Cartoons. Matt, do you have any idea what we're going to cover next? I do. Actually, in two weeks uh, is the Western New York PodCon Showcase. And our uh, next episode will actually be recording live on Facebook for you at 10.30 in the morning, okay? So make sure you find, first and foremost, find the Retropop Facebook page uh, or find the Western New York PodCon Showcase 2 uh, event page, and it'll be shared to there. But myself and Johnny are going to be talking about the year 1993, all right? Some of the most popular uh, mood, just the, it was a really good year for pop culture, and I think it's, uh, I think it's perfect for a discussion and a showcase as to what our show is is all about. So August 8th, 10.30 a.m., find our Facebook page, Retro Pop. It's very easy to find. Uh, also, find the event page, uh, Western New York PodCon Showcase. PodCon goes digital. And at our uh, our live stream it will be there. And also the episode will be up for recording um, or for, for listening purposes, podcast purposes, next Sunday. So, or well, on two Sundays. So That's right. So thank you for tuning in. We very much appreciate it. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're always posting, especially Matt, it's always posting stuff on there, and it's really fun discussions and stuff. And I think we're going to put up uh, who's your who's your personal Mount Rushmore of Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, I think it would be a really fun discussion. Absolutely. So please join us there, and stay tuned for uh, uh, after these messages. Maybe, well, there won't be because we're done. More retro pop.
I'm taking my wings and going. Is this wings? Do <laughs> Who wants some hot wings? Warning, Seven Wings 6 features food-based stunts and stupid performances, either by the professionals or under the supervision of trained professionals. To ensure that these hot wings are eaten correctly, according to the BICBP and the producers, must insist that no one attempts to recreate or unknowingly eat any of these hot wings. Infernal and suicide wings are no joke. Leave it to the professional idiots that do these stunts and activities. Watch Seven Wings Six. Seven Wings Six, what will we do next? Whatever, Whatever the, the we want. want.